You're listening to Totten's Tom. Welcome to another episode of the Titans Time Podcast. Before we get started, let's hear a word from the official sponsor of the Titans Time Podcast, Jacob Patterson. This is Jacob Patterson, official Titans Time sponsor, real estate agent for Caldwell Banker Southern Realty. If you are in the Southern Middle Tennessee area, whether it be Spring Hill, Columbia, or Lawrence County, call me today at 931-279-1707 for all of your real estate needs. Thanks, and let's have a great football season. Go Titans! What's up, guys? We're back with another episode of the Titans Time Podcast. I am your host, Tanner Staggs. Joining me, as always, my co-host, Tyler Staggs. We're coming off of a week of some pretty crazy Titans roster moves, honestly, for it to be midseason. Uh, obviously, the John Robinson is uh, not one to normally trade uh, right before the trade deadline, but this year he had to do it. Tyler, we went and got uh, Desmond King right before the deadline. And it's looking like a good move. We also uh, dropped a few players. Tyler, go ahead and uh, let everybody know uh, what players you know aren't going to be a part of the Titans anymore for maybe maybe not for the remainder of the season. I mean, they could obviously you know come back. The players that the Titans released were Bo Brinkley, Jonathan Joseph, thank God, <laughs> and Vic Beasley. And man, I think. Pretty much all Titans fans are happy with at least two of the three. I think some of us have been left questioning why, you know, Bo Brinkley got released. But as far as Jonathan Joseph goes and Vic Beasley, as far as from what I've seen from Titans fans, everyone is happy about. I those think moves. your your little uh, you know, comment right after saying that Jonathan Joseph was released. Thank <laughs> God. I mean, this is something we've been waiting for for a while. I mean, in the middle of the Bengals game, we're like. Just leave this guy here. Leave him. Yeah, I mean, I said put him on the bench right then and don't let him leave that spot. <laughs> you know, Mike, Mike Vrabel didn't you know have much to say after that game about players you know potentially being released or having their p- position taken from them. Uh, but you just – I don't know. I guess I was kind of pessimistic about it just because he didn't have a lot to say about it. But – I mean, you had to know almost in the back of your mind that a move had to be made. Jonathan Joseph was terrible, terrible. I told you when we watched that interview that he said that him and John Robinson were going to sit down and be talking about things. And like you said, you were pretty pessimistic about it. I'm always pretty optimistic about it. And I was like, I don't know. I think we could uh, see something happen. And we did. Got Desmond King, traded away a six-round pick. I'll take it. Great move. Great move. But, uh, hey, this is the the Titans versus Bears preview, so let's get into the Titans versus Bears. And, of course, we always start that conversation with the latest injury report uh, for the upcoming matchup. And the one for the Titans is scary. It's scary, and it's a little bit lengthy. Jadavion Clowney, knee, did not practice. Adam Humphreys' concussion did not practice. Obviously, we saw him take the big hit uh, last week during the game. Dennis Kelly, knee, did not practice. Brett Kern, wrist, did not practice. Jeffrey Simmons, ankle, did not practice. A.J. Brown, knee, did not practice. And you're naming off a lot of names that are crucial to the Titans' success. And obviously, some of those guys are probably going to end up playing. But 
there are two for sure I know that I'm doubting, and that's Brett Kern and that's Jadavion Clowney. Brett Kern will not play. I don't believe Adam Humphreys will play. Well, if, yeah, him as well. I, I didn't it, think about you know, if this was name. a playoff game situation, they might be you know pushing for him to come back. But right now, I don't see that happening. I think Clowney plays. I mean, just my honest opinion. Last week, I'm pretty sure he missed uh, Wednesday and Thursday practice. This has happened a couple of times, so I. I just I think he's going to be out on the field on Sunday. I don't think there's anything to worry about. Obviously, we're recording this on Thursday like we always do. We'll know more tomorrow when the injury report comes out then. Yeah, and hey, you know what? I'm hopeful that we can have Adoree Jackson and Desmond King out there because I'm I'm just ready to see that. We have to have Adoree back. If they do not activate him and play him this Sunday, he's gone for the rest of the season. He's on season-ending IR. Okay, see, I did not realize that. Uh, apparently, I have not not been keeping up with the, the things I need to keep up with. And I honestly... Basically, do, Tanner, st- step the hell up. Come on. Yeah, That's right. And I'm just going to say, I don't think that John Robinson makes the move for Desmond King and cuts Jonathan Joseph unless he believes that Adoree will be back. Yeah, I mean, I think Adoree's going to be back, and I think Desmond King's going to be ready to play, honestly. And I hope so, because I hope that we get to see him. I hope Clowney is in there so that we can see our pass rush at full effect if Jeffrey Simmons can play, which, I mean, I'm hopeful about. And uh, so we can see our pass rush at full effect with a secondary that can actually cover someone. Yes. Can actually keep receivers from catching the ball in two seconds. And we'll let – yeah. Press the receivers. I mean, I'm just happy to, that we can possibly see three cornerbacks out on the field, all of them pressing at one time. That that will make me but extremely Tyler, happy. Tyler, we have to be 15 yards back. No, not anymore. We have guys that actually trust themselves and don't have to back up and give the receiver all the room in the world. I could have went out and played receiver for any team that we've played so far if I knew that Jonathan Joseph was going We've to be We've got to be 15 yards back, Tyler. Okay. A.J. Green, uh, 30-something years old, has been burning people all year. No, Malcolm Butler stayed on him and pressed him. Locked him down, too. So, I mean. By the way, that's a joke. He hasn't been burning anyone all year. He, he actually has not been effective on deep passes this season like, you know, he was earlier in, in his career. Um, But, hey, let's talk about this Bears team. Uh, I know that they've got some problems going on this week, and you know it maybe that could affect the game in 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 some way. I, I'm hoping that it doesn't affect it with any postponement or anything. But they have got some issues going on right now with COVID. They do. Um, Cody Whitehair uh, tested positive today. They already had, and that's their center. They already had another offensive lineman, Jason Spriggs, that tested positive earlier in the week, and. Then, in addition to that, they have a guard, Jermaine, and I'm going to be terrible with this last name. Tyler always coming in with the terrible names. Afidi. Okay, stop. Stop. An offensive lineman. We'll we'll go with that. He was declared a high-risk close contact and was also put on the reserve slash COVID-19 list. But, you know, I'm not going to... Like you said, hopefully this doesn't affect the game being played on Sunday because if the game gets moved to Monday night, then 
the Titans and Colts game for well, next Thursday. I mean, we'll surely if they moved Sunday. it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay, I, I was about to say, you know, surely we're not going to be looking at a Monday, Thursday. No, they would. They, they, there's no way that would happen. No, they um, would move the Thursday night game to Sunday. And all right, we're looking forward to this Thursday night game. But, hey, I know we're excited about the Colts game. Yep. It's not not going to look past the Bears. Not going to look past I mean, the Bears. Even, hey, they gave the, they gave the Saints a game last week. Even with them having these offensive linemen out, we went up against the Bengals, who have one of the worst offensive lines in football right That's now. exactly the point that I was about to make. Have and, we not seen this situation before? You yeah, know, a, a and, crippling I mean, offensive line, offensive line going second, down. Second and third string guys in there, and we still can't get the quarterback down for a second. What do you know why? Do you know why? Poor tackling, for one. Well, poor tackling and? Not being able to cover. I'm looking for someone, initials, J.J., no longer on the team. Jonathan Joseph. Jonathan Joseph. I mean. Well, I mean, that that falls into the coverage thing there. So How can you get back there when, you know, you only have 2.8 seconds to do it? I agree. And, you know, that's why. Another thing. You talked about Clowney possibly not playing. You were a little worried about it. I know there's been some reports come out today where people talked about how he may not uh be available for Sunday's game, but I know we have some Screw guys. Screw you, Mike Garofolo. I know we have some guys on uh, the practice squad that are probably going to be called up to help us with our edge rush. But again, I don't think that John Robinson makes the moves of cutting Vic Beasley unless he thinks that Clowney is you know going to be good to play. You know what I mean? Yeah, yeah, I hear you. And uh, as far as Vic Beasley goes, it's just like Jonathan Joseph. You don't perform, you get cut. Well, he just he never looked like he wanted to be there. And where Jonathan Joseph always looked lost out on the field and didn't really trust himself, Vic Beasley just looked like he did not want to be out there at all. Well, I mean, he's had that problem his whole career. I mean, maybe other than, than that one season where, I mean, yeah, he led the league in sacks. But, I mean, he, he was on an – a part of a good defense and you know, the scheme really helped him out a lot. And uh, just since then he hasn't been the same player, honestly. Well, I mean this year for the Titans, he had uh, a couple tackles, a forced fumble and two penalties. Yeah, so that's not going to cut it. I mean, at least with Clowney, even though he's not really showing up in the stat sheet that much, he has the most QB pressures of any edge rusher in the league right now. So he's at least putting forth the effort to get back there, even if he's not actually getting the sack. Isn't that crazy? I'm, I'm going to go ahead and expose one of my bad takes from the offseason, and that was early on you know, in free agency. I thought that Clowney you know, might, can, could potentially be lazy sometimes and, and not give it 100% effort. So far, we've seen great effort from Clowney, I feel like. Yeah, and I think that, uh, you know, he maybe hasn't performed up to everyone's standards just yet, but I don't think it's from a lack of trying. I think it goes back to our secondary not being able to cover anyone and the quarterback getting the ball out in under three seconds. Now, granted, has he had a couple shots at the uh, at quarterbacks and missed? Yes, but you know they just have to go back to making sure they're wrapping up and finishing the play. 
I have one question uh, I would like to, you know, kind of put out there for us to discuss about the Titans' defense uh, before we get to the Titans' offense and how they will fare against the Bears' defense. Uh, with the Bears' offensive line being, you know, beat down kind of like they are and, you know, very similar to the Bengals last week, but we have some changes. The Titans, you know, making a little bit of a roster turnaround here. A little bit of a roster turnaround. And, you know, honestly, it's looking really good. Because, you know, you go from having maybe the worst, you know, cornerbacks, the the worst trio of, of cornerbacks in the league out on the field to having, well, I mean, hey, it don't look so bad now, you know. And so with all of that, do you think that the Titans are going to be able to cover long enough and have an effective enough pass rush to actually get after the quarterback, pressure him, and even get him down a couple of times? I believe so. I think uh I think with our new three cornerback uh set and this is if Adori gets back on the field. I mean that would that gonna, not be absolutely heartbreaking that, if, if if he doesn't get activated that that just kills that would kill my my any kind of hope that I had going for the rest of the season. Not not saying that you know we wouldn't win games and we wouldn't make the playoffs still maybe even potentially go pretty decently deep into the playoffs but i think to win a super bowl you've got to have a dory back yeah but we want like you said we want to see the adory malcolm butler and desmond king that trio and of then throw, you know sprinkle some some christian fulton in there yeah i mean we're wanting to see that because we honestly believe that that is going to help out our pass rush you know, I'm not saying that these guys are going to go out there and be able to cover for five, six seconds. I mean, you know, at that point, if you hit the five, six, seven second mark, honestly, then, j- just then that does come back on our pass rush. Just some. meet in the middle. Just meet in that happy medium. Give you know between three and four seconds. Give uh, just a little bit of time to get back there. Make the quarterback feel some pressure, even if you're not getting him down at least make him feel like he has to hurry a little bit, make a bad decision, and there you go. We're creating turnovers. Right. And, like, I believe if we can have that trio of cornerbacks and then even, like you said, when Christian Fulton gets back healthy, throw him out there as well, I think that's going to help our pass rush out a lot. Yeah. I think yeah. we're going to see a big difference. I agree. And, I, you know, I don't know that it, it may not show up on the stat sheet this first week. It would be a good week for it with the way that their offensive line is trending going into the game. But, you know, it, this may not be the week that it st- shows up. Uh, but what I do think is that you might see Nick Foles being, you know, hurried a little bit. And I, I hope that he goes down a couple of times and you see this team get two or three sacks this week. I hope so because the you know that would just prove you know automatically in the first week that these moves happened that what we were looking at this whole time was the problem. Right. And I mean we're going to get a lot of answers this week if Adoree's able to come back, if King is able to play. We're really going to be able to see if it was the secondary or the pass rush, what the actual problem is. And I've said it from the start that, you know, I know both of them kind of feed off of each other, but I thought it was more of the secondary because if you're letting, if your corners are playing eight to 12 yards off the ball, 
and quarterbacks are getting the ball out in two seconds, even Aaron Donald isn't getting consistent pressure on quarterbacks in two seconds. And you're talking about one of the best defensive linemen, the best defensive linemen in the league. Hey, give so, some respect to Jeffrey Simmons. Look, I'm going to give respect to Jeffrey Simmons. He is he is becoming a very elite defensive lineman, but you can't tell me that Aaron Donald right now is not the top guy yeah, in he's, the league. He, obviously, he's the top guy. Um, just trying right, to get you riled up a little bit. Right quick, is there anyone on this Bears offense that you are really concerned with? Yeah, absolutely. Allen Robinson. Is he the only one? Um, David Montgomery. David Montgomery at running back. Uh, he... He he's a playmaker, and you know he's got potential. You know he could. Uh, we saw Dalvin Cook do it, and obviously I know Dalvin Cook's on a tear right now, but he could make a huge impact in this game. And you know they've got to be very very cautious, and you know make sure. Yes, we have made all of these changes uh, to to be better in the in pass coverage uh, against passing offenses. Be sure, don't forget about David Montgomery. He. Uh, He's a playmaker. He, he's all right. I'm not going to say that he's he's you know, on my fantasy team. Well, all right. So a little bit of bias there then, but uh, come I'm on. Not, I'm not just too worried about him. I'm uh, one in six, one in seven, whatever it is. <laughs> I I need it. You know, he's averaging about three point eight yards per carry right now, and I'm just not that concerned with him. Our run defense, I believe. You tried to squeeze another person out of me. I gave you Allen Robinson, and you and you tried to get somebody else. I, look, I was just, I was asking because Allen Robinson is a guy for me that I feel like we have to listen if, if watch out for. But well, you know, I well, 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 let me throw out my second guy here that I think we have to watch out for. Commit, and that's going to be Jimmy Graham. And the reason I say uh, well, he's look, old, he's washed. The the reason I say he hasn't Jimmy been Graham, since the New Orleans. Days. Well, listen to me here. The reason I say we have to watch out for him is because he is actually leading that team with receiving touchdowns right now. He has four. Robinson is behind him with three. So I just he's a big guy that you have to watch in the red zone. So that's. You know, those are going to be my two guys we have to kind of keep an eye on. I think everyone else, you know, we can pretty much handle. But I do want to keep an eye on those two guys. You're going to be sorry when David Montgomery puts up a good game. The Titans obviously still win. But when David Montgomery puts up a good game, when he, when, when he breaks that first run for 10-plus yards, I'm going to look at you. I'm going to say, Tyler, I told you so. You just go ahead and look at me, and I'm going to be like, that's one run. But he, he, he's got like. 50, I'm gonna call you out on your bias like, here. I'm he's got call like you out on your bias here. He's got Henry like has, Henry has that same run. You're gonna look over and you're gonna say, "Here he goes." Henry, are you really comparing Derrick Henry? No, don't to even try. Don't Montgomery. even. Are you try to, really comparing Derrick Henry to David Montgomery? Don't even try to spin it off like that. Next topic: Allen Robinson no, is no, ob- no, no, obviously no. Allen no. Robinson. Look, you ain't getting by this one. You ain't getting by this one. I seen what you did there and. Man, the disrespect. I'm not disrespecting Derrick Henry whatsoever, obviously. I mean, there's no comparison between David Montgomery and Derrick Henry. Absolutely none. First of all, Montgomery is half of him. Literally. 
So what I'm saying, Allen Robinson's a guy you got to watch for. David Montgomery, guy you got to watch for. Just, just you just got to watch for him. There are other playmakers in this league. Just stay calm. I'm just getting you riled up, seeing if I can, seeing if I can get a rise out of you. Well, you did. So let's go to the offensive side. Um, hey, you know this has been a team that made it to five and zero off their offense. They made it. I mean, I mean, strictly off their offense. Their defense, other than that first game uh, against the Broncos, has been absolutely terrible. And I'm uh, honestly, the, they were bad the against the Broncos. What? Okay, okay, I'll give you that. I, I, I was mistaken there. Uh, so other than just you know a couple of games, and honestly, I'm not going to say that they were good during the Broncos game because they really weren't. It was just a sloppy game. It really uh, was. But you know their their offense was able to bail them out. Five, well, okay, other than the Bills game. Their offense was able to bail them out every single time. And, you know, it finally caught up with them, and they weren't able to bail them out. So, you know, had to make some adjustments. The uh, Hopefully the defense is going to be holding up a little bit better now. Uh, but, you know, I'm still expecting this offense to do the things they were doing earlier in the season. That's how you get to the point where this team's good enough to win a Super Bowl. The offense stays at a, an elite level, but the defense patches up some of those holes. You know, we were talking about the the other day, the NFL. This it, it's a league where you know you just got to have a good enough defense to slow people down enough. You know, if your offense puts up forty five, well, you just got to hold them to thirty five. I mean, that's that's some good points. I'm not at all worried about our offense. We've seen what the, they can do all year long. I mean, like you said, the Denver game was a sloppy game, but. After that, we've seen what this offense can do. Have they maybe misstepped a couple times and messed up? Yes, but... Ryan Tannehill, we're talking about you last but game. Look, you're playing against other professional football players, so things like that are going to happen. Mistakes will be made. You're not always going to be perfect. So, I think... Hey, even Lamar Jackson has a bad... 2019-2020 divisional playoff round game every now and then. Okay. <laughs> but, yeah, I'm not at all worried about our offense. They're going to go out there, do their thing. You know, we've been talking about it. The defense has been the main concern. So, and I think we've made moves to uh, fix that now. So, I know our offense can put up points. I mean, we've seen that. Are you, are you concerned at all about A.J. Brown missing the game? No, A.J. Brown will play. I think at this point, honestly, honestly, they're just like, listen, we know what we're going to get out of AJ Brown. Hey, just you don't have to practice. Rest that knee. Yeah, let's, I, let's be ready for game day. I really think that's all that it comes down to is, I mean, for me, your number one wide receiver. It's either you can have him all week in practice, or you can have him on game day, but you can't have him both right now. I'm going to pick to have him on game day. Well, and you know. The Titans have like probably one of the what top three, top five wide receiver duos right now. I think according to like PFF, uh, Brown's like sixth and Davis is like ninth. Yeah, something like that. I didn't know which was which. I but knew as one far was as six duos go, nine. I mean that's got to be top three, top five. Oh yeah, I'd, I'd for sure say it's top five. Oh yeah, absolutely. And and I mean honestly, with my bias, I would put them at number one. But I I can't think, you know, who I would put above him right now if I was really looking at it. Um, but, hey, 
I think this offense is going to have to rely on Derrick Henry for this game. You you can't get yourself in in a hole where you've got to pass the ball. You got to stay ahead, uh, get Henry going, and you know get ahead a score or two so that you can just pound yep. it, run, 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 run the clock down. Because you know if you get in a situation where you got to drop back, you got to throw some deep passes. Khalil Mack is coming. That's what I was about to say. They need to establish the run just to try and slow down Khalil Mack because right now the Bears' defense against the run is kind of middle of the pack. They are 16th in rushing yards allowed, 10th in rushing touchdowns allowed, and 15th in yards per attempt. So, you know, it would be really good for the Titans to keep feeding Derrick Henry the ball. You know, I told you this uh, for the Bengals game. I feel like there would be drives where they would get him going and then just go away from him. And it would kill the drive. And they don't need to do that in this game. If he gets going and he's breaking these runs for 5 to 10 yards at a time, keep giving him the ball. He's wearing down that defense, wearing down the linebackers, even if he can make it to the secondary. He's wearing them down. Just keep feeding him the ball and then run off the play action. Because, like I said, this pass rush for uh, for the Bears, you are looking at the main two guys, Khalil Mack and Akeem Hicks. Khalil Mack has six and a half sacks this season, and Akeem Hicks has three and a half. So, I'm just going to say... Those are the two guys that I feel like we have to watch out for on the Bears' defense. I don't know if you have any two different guys. I have a feeling we're going to share Khalil Mack as one. No, uh, I mean, really, just the guy that sticks out to me is Khalil Mack, uh, and I, I agree with you there. You know, you can't let your focus on Khalil Mack allow Akeem Hicks to have a huge game. Uh, you got to keep them both in check. Um because it only takes one of them, honestly, to to wreck your game. I mean, right. I'm, not, I'm obviously not saying Akeem Hicks is a game wrecker, but if you don't pay him any, any attention, he can be. He can be. So, I mean, do you have any concerns for our offense? Well, I game? mean, when you're playing a defense like the Bears, uh, there there is going to be some concern because they they just have they have a good defense, and uh, you know Eddie Jackson is good. He was a limited participant for the Bears in practice today. And uh, he he he's a he's a player. Uh, I'm afraid of him back there in the in the secondary. Tannehill's got to be careful, or he'll make another mistake, uh, like he did with Jesse Bates, and he'll throw another pick. I I don't see Tannehill making that mistake uh, many more times. I think he uh... hopefully not. Uh, but you know, any any time, I mean, any NFL quarterback is good for. You know, at least five interceptions on the season. And we can't just put, you know, that on Tannehill. I mean, for me, part of it also goes back to the play calling. Like, not saying anything bad about Arthur Smith, but you you kind of have don't to be so afraid. Not saying anything bad about no, Arthur Smith. Like he's done. He's been great. Go for the neck. He's been great most of the year, but why first You're and trying goal, too hard not to offend Why anyone. first and goal from the seven yard line are you not handing the ball off to Derrick Henry? There you go. Thank you. Go for the neck. <laughs> I 
I'm just I'm just saying there's been play calls, even the screens here lately. It's kind of like the toss that I kept talking about. Stop doing the toss. It's not working. Right now, those screens are not working. Stop doing them. I mean, just you've been able to push the ball down the field on play action. You've been able to open up some run lanes for Derrick Henry. Just stick with what has been working. Seems like Tyler's finally stepped off of his soapbox. So with that being said, we will move into the quick hitters. Keys to the game is what we'll start with. Tyler, go ahead. Key to the game is going to be time of possession. I mean, I'm all go I like back it. to that. Got to win the, the time of possession. The last two games, we've not won the time of possession, and we've lost. So we need to control the clock. Uh, I'm going to say my key to the game, it's, it seems, uh, you know, kind of obvious, but you've got to keep Khalil Mack as a non-factor. Don't allow him to get in the backfield and fluster Ryan Tannehill. Don't allow him to, you know, get any sacks on him. Uh, keep him in check. I can, uh, I can agree with that. That's a good key to the game. What about your uh, bold prediction for I'm this gonna, game? I'm going to have you go first. Nope. I haven't completely I, decided nope. on mine yet. I, I asked you the question first. I gave the key to the game first, so you're going with the bold prediction. Well, uh, you know, honestly, with this Bears defense, there is anything that can happen because – like I said, they do have a really good defense. So I'm going to go on the defensive side of the ball uh, to give myself a better chance to increase my lead on the bold predictions. Uh, I'm going to say that Adoree Jackson is going to be activated. He's going to play. He's going to have an interception. And also, Kevin Byard is going to get his first interception of the season. All right, so... Adoree will be back, will have an interception in his first game, and Byard will have his first interception of the season. You want me to go further? No. I, you want me to go further? No, I'm, I'm fine with that. I'm fine with that. My I bold, can go further. My bold prediction is that Corey Davis is going to continue his uh, success this year. He will put up another 100-yard receiving game and – Add a touchdown. Oh, two. No, I'm gonna, I'm gonna okay. Stick, I'm okay. gonna stick with one because if I'm remembering correctly, he's only had like what four or five hundred yard games, something like that. You're the stats guy. You got to help me out a little bit here. Some I have some stats. All right. Either way, the Titans have been really good about you know going to spreading the ball around. This year, and I just think that court. I'll expand a little bit. Corey Davis will put up 130 receiving yards and a touchdown. That's better. That better that for you. That is better. Let's get to the score predictions. Uh, last I checked, last I checked, the Titans were favored in this game by five and a half. So essentially, you know, predicted to win by. Uh, okay, that's went up to six and a half. That has went up to six and a half. So a touchdown, favored by a touchdown. Um, I think, you know, I like that. Uh, I'm going to say Titans 27, Bears 20. That's going to be my prediction. I'm going to go Titans 31, Bears 17. Wow. 
Yep, I think they they hold the Bears to under 20 points, and they get back to putting up over 30. Hey, to each their own. I think it's going to be a little bit closer game than that. Uh, But, hey, as always, Titans. Titans all the way. We said until they were – until they stopped being undefeated, we were going to pick them. I I can't pick against them. I can't make myself do it. It, It's hard to do. And but I do believe in our season predictions that we done way back when we both had them winning this game. Oh yeah, I, because I think so. Nobody nobody looked at the Bears before the season and was like they're going to be a problem. I don't know. You may have. I I can't remember for sure. Come on, man. <laughs> hey, with that being said, that's all that we've got for this week's episode. Make sure that you check us out on social media. On Twitter, it's Titans underscore time on Instagram, Titans Time Podcast. On YouTube, also Titans Time Podcast. And check out our website, TitansTimePodcast.com. Guys, make sure you subscribe to the podcast. Leave us that five-star rating. Leave us some comments and some questions. We'll make sure to get to them on our next podcast. If you leave us questions, we'll get them answered. Tanner mentioned our YouTube. Make sure you go find our YouTube. Subscribe. Turn on the post notifications like our videos, and share our videos. We really appreciate it, and it helps us out a lot. Also, on Facebook, we've got rookie numbers. Got to pump those numbers up. It is Titans time. Go like our Facebook page. Share our stuff. If you enjoy the podcast, we need it on there. Got to get those rookie numbers up. This has been Titans time, and as always, tighten up. (laughs) 